Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I just bugged Janice, and Janice now <laughs> made it so that I'm, I'm an enemy to my own <laughs> community. It's enemy of the state, but with like... A clap like Chris Red. <laughs> what? What? What's going on here? <laughs> just a sillier version of, honestly, a better version. Let's just agree, a, a better version. If, if enemy of the state is just a silly motherfucker being like, let me out. I didn't do nothing to There it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove that Kanye is just wearing them rain boots everywhere because he is a recent inductee to the billionaire class, and he's preparing for the impending apocalyptic flood, which will doom us all. That is, that's a fact. I think that's a pretty solid fact. This nigga is rainbow Noah Ark <laughs> prepared for what's coming our way. You know who else is prepared? You know who else? I, I don't know that she wears uh, rain boots everywhere she goes, but she is prepared for all that faces us. She, she's she's my guest today. My guest. She's so funny. Very talented. You know her from from her HBO special called I Be Knowing. You know her from her Patreon, Smart, Funny, and Black. Amazing comedian, amazing actress. Please give it up for my guest, Miss Amanda Seal. Hey, Langston. Hey. What up, dog? You know what I just realized? We didn't mention, like, we didn't even say why we know each other. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
Well, we, we, how did we? We met years ago in stand up. I yeah. met you, I believe, and correct me if you feel like this is not true. I met you, I think, during the stand up NBC competition. The, the, I think. Did you? In New York? In New York. We did the semifinals. With Sam? Yes. The same year that Sam did it. And yeah, that's, that's when I think I first met you. Yes. Really? That is the closest I have to a memory. And then I think the rest of it all kind of bleeds together where you're just doing comedy, seeing people. And then then obviously uh, Insecure sort of like, uh, you know, crashing into people. Yeah. Huh. You're we staring up at the there. sky as if to say, bullshit. I <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> it's not. I just, that, first of all, that seems like that was another existence, you know? I mean, aside Truly. from the fact that we've been in a pandemic, that literally feels like, was that my life? Yeah. I got I to look at my journals, you know? <laughs> yes. I mean, for for the people that are uh, unaware of what Stand Up NBC is, it was a, the diversity program that NBC was putting together to get like black voices and diverse voices added to the community. But then they made a bunch of niggas stand in line overnight mm-hmm. so that they could then audition for a minute in front of mm-hmm. uh, mostly white people. So it, <laughs> it Well, was... because then it got changed to diversity and inclusion. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, then yeah. it was like, it's not enough for it to be black folks. You can be white and gay. That's fine. Right. <laughs> All y'all fine. can sit in a tent and uh, <laughs> wait to, to try your best in front of these people who don't really watch stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you do a semifinal in front of a bunch more people. Yeah, that don't really watch stand up. <laughs> and I remember the person who like won the night per se was a sister, but all her jokes were like, "Can you believe black people do this?" Uh huh. And I yeah. just remember being like, "Wow, I hate this a lot." And yeah, she was doing it... like a generic African accent. <laughs> she, you know what? If I recall, she had made a joke that was like. My dad is like Mufasa or something like that. And I was like, don't do that. Yeah, what? come on now. There's, <laughs> there's other African animals you can name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, well, you know, and here we are. Here we yeah. are, Langston. Here we are. But, but you're here today, and I, mm-hmm. I couldn't be more excited because you came, I think, with the conspiracy theory that's been sitting on our plate for a while, untouched. I think you are the first to want to take on such a daunting task, I guess. You said, my mama told me. All of your technology is watching you. You know, I dated somebody, actually, who was on Secure, and he would not converse in a room where a T, like, he felt like the TV was always watching you. Whoa. The TV. Anything with a screen, he felt like <laughs> it was watching you. And so it, the camera wasn't a factor here. It was the screen that was more essential. It started with the camera. And sure. I was like, sure. Right. And then mm-hmm. it became the mic on the phone. Right. So I was like, okay. And then it became the computer and then it became the TV. And then I was like, are you paranoid schizophrenic? Because this is <laughs> like it, it real, because I had, I had dated recipes to Dion, but like I had dated a brother in college who like, he had s- 
started similar rhetoric. And I told his dad, and his dad was like, I don't like the way that sounds. And it turned out that he ended up having a psychiatric break and he was a paranoid schizophrenic. And it was it started with me saying to him, What up? And he re- he would respond, chilling like the feds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, wait a minute, because that's just a good answer. You know, well, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. And then what do you we... want him to be like? Uh, seven up. No, he's uh, chilling, <laughs> chilling like the feds. And I just thought it was like a quippy, like maybe it was a rap lyric that I didn't know. And then yeah. we were like on the train one time going like the first time we took the train to the city for like a date because mm. we went to school at SUNY Purchase and we took the train into the city. And he was like. I started saying something and he was like, shh, they're listening. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, Shorty. You, but you know you're what? talking it, too much. It really is a testament to black women because I was just like, all right, so he doesn't like talking on the train. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, okay. That's now I understand. Now I know him a little better. He let me in. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to support my my quiet train <laughs> king. You know what I mean? I'm going <laughs> to hold him down because we ain't going to do that on the train. So these things, I feel like I'm not fully committed, yeah. but they were amount around me enough to where I just have a, you know, there is a residual awareness of like, is that shit watching me? Yeah. So would you say then that that individual that you dated was the first person to at least introduce this concept to you? Or were you like already, you know, pulse, finger on the pulse before that? He was the first to, like, have empirical evidence, you know? Like, he was, like, he was the first to show me, like, see? Look what just came up in my phone. Why is it showing me that? Why is it showing me that? And I was like, oh, my God, why is it showing me that? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and then, like, um, people, I, I feel like this conversation happened somewhere else and someone had mentioned, like, oh, well, if you do this, you know, turn off this thing. And turn off Mm -hmm. your mic. Like, you have to, like, put your settings a certain way so that the man, right, you know, don't send the pale horse to your house. Yeah, yeah, And, hey. So, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. I I agree. You you do have to track your settings, be aware of of sort of what you're allowing into the space. And and maybe, perhaps, they won't be listening. But, But to... More to the point that these people who you who you were seeing at a time were saying, even with those setting choices, government's still listening. But my thing was like, so what we going to do? You know, right. (laughs) What's the what's the workaround? (laughs) Like, yeah, just Amish when we're not on set, you know, like what? (laughs) Yeah, that's always my concern is like, hey, bro, not for nothing. We live in L.A. You know what I mean? Like, this is not Montana. And if if you're saying let's move to Montana and build fires there, I I can make a choice. But if you are saying we are going to continue to live this L.A. ass lifestyle and eat sweet green. Well, guess what? I think my phone's just going to have to hear everything I'm saying. Everything I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I just got I just had to get I mean, I I distinctly remember like us, like we, we had eaten an edible and it turned up. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, the paranoia turned up, sure. you know? And he was like, I was like holding my phone. He's like, are you recording me? Are you recording me? And I was mm. like, no, I'm not recording you. I was, but I was like. <laughs> <laughs> you are the feds. This is, 
This was, was all saying, very clear. He was saying something hilarious. And I was recording it. And I was like, okay, I'm not. I'm not recording you. And he was like, it doesn't matter anyway. They're recording everything. <laughs> They're recording everything. Because <laughs> that, that's when it goes to another level is when the person starts addressing. Oh. I, I know y'all see me. Yeah. I know. I know y'all hear what the fuck I'm saying. Oh, okay. Now I see where you're feeling like this takes the shift from just paranoid to uh, a a type of psychosis. Is that this isn't just a person? Because like I'll 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 admit there are plenty of times where I'm like, man, this camera's still on. I know the green light ain't showing, but these motherfuckers watching. But I don't I don't go. What What do you want from me? You sick fucks! <laughs> like I'm not addressing them. I I go to bed. I'm like, hey, <laughs> well, take a peek. <laughs> If you see something, say something. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like, I mean, okay, so I just saw that reporters at the Beijing Games mm-hmm. are using burner phones. Yeah. Because they don't want to somehow have an opportunity for China to put some type of tracking device or tracer or copier in their phone when they leave. So they're they're using burner phones that they can dispose of when they leave, and I'm just like, it's China. I didn't know China espionage was really on it like that. Like, right. I, sure. but I just was like, wow, like that feels very extreme. Yeah, but, some, but somebody had to have t- made them feel like this is a matter of national security. Yeah, to your point, it does. It, it is concerning, right? If nothing else. When you're sitting and looking at a situation where like a government, because obviously I think these journalists are functioning at least from some version of direction from the American government or whatever their their overseeing government is to use these burner phones, which means that y'all are playing weird government games that like, even if you're not doing it to us, you have the potential to do it to us. And you're not, Mm. you're not saying that. And that's fucked up. Because it's, it's like when someone accuses you of some shit that you wouldn't do. And it's like, oh, but you would do that. You would do that. That's why you accuse. That's some shit yeah. you would do. <laughs> so they like, China gonna do that. And it's like, how you know? Y'all already tried. Y'all tried it. Y'all, y'all doing it. <laughs> yeah, y'all do that to people. And uh, maybe it's not the mass public. If if we if we wanted to give the government any grace, you know how we love giving the we government love grace. It. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know why we do it to feel us to make ourselves feel better. That's sure. why. Like they're not that bad. Like I I the other day said when Martin Luther King passed away, and I had to catch myself like mm. big that ah, right correction. Yeah. When he was assassinated. Yeah. He didn't go out of here with <laughs> gout. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this wasn't, yeah, there was no, he didn't die on a bed around, surrounded by his loved ones like he should have. Yeah. But I feel like that was like a Freudian government grace moment. Sure. And I, I think that, that even if we were to give them some of that grace, it isn't, Maybe you're not doing it to everybody, but you're doing it and you have the potential to do it to more people. And that's what makes this paranoia so easily accessible. Well, remember WikiLeaks? I mean, that was the other thing, right? Like my mom, sure. was, my mom was very big into WikiLeaks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like a fan, just a fan of WikiLeaks? 
just very involved in the whole scenario of things. And, you know, Snowden, you know, Snowden really letting them have it. He's really letting them have it. And I was just like, I feel like you think you're in on something that other people aren't in on. Like, that's what's always comedy about my mom in these situations. Like, you're getting the same information as everyone else. But she's like, so let me tell you what's happening. (laughs) You don't have, like... like (laughs) You're reading it, but you're not reading it the way I'm reading it. So I'll explain it to you, you dumbass. I I got you. I'll take <laughs> like, care of it for me. I'm just like, I, you don't have like a higher security clearance than me. <laughs> <laughs> to WikiLeaks. <laughs> but that was a whole real thing that I think set a lot of people off. You know, the WikiLeaks mm-hmm. of it all, because the, at the end of the day, that's what it was. It was him realizing that the NSA was tapping people's phones. Yeah. And, you know, at will, right? Like not even for just any reason, but just because they had created the capability to do so. Right. And they were just playing around. And in that case, just so that we're making it clear, the NSA was tapping preferred phones. They weren't tapping all phones. At least that's the argument that's being made, or at least Snowden's argument. Well, in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Which is always the source of truth. Sure. Okay, so then the way I understood it was that what makes it a preferred phone? Let me clear whatever they decide is a reason for them to need to hear your shit, which is dangerous. Right. Because at the end of the day, their decision making is it's a person still making if they don't like something I've said or are uncomfortable with a, a, a choice I've made publicly, they can start to tap my phone under the guise of protecting American civilians. Yeah. When, in fact, I might just be annoying to, to a lady in an office. <laughs> I'm just picturing that film. Yeah. Like where someone gets arrested and like thrown in the back of a black van because they were thought to be dangerous and they're just the office prick. Like they're yeah. just, not even prick, the office twerp. Like they're just they yeah. just they just said the wrong words in order. Right. Let me ask you this before we go to break. You you said you are not all in on this conspiracy theory. You're not fully invested. Tell me, help me get a Let sense of where that. you are in it. It's not that I'm not fully invested. I think the better way to say is that like, I guess in my mind, fully invested means I'm also like using actions to combat it. Oh. You know, like, uh-huh. and I'm just, I've, I think I've just accepted it. Right. Because I don't genuinely feel I can do anything. Like, they have, like, these VPN things that you can put to, like, stop your IP address. But I And I had one, like, that, that like, uh, advertised on my podcast, Small Doses, where you can listen to anywhere pods are casted. Uh, uh-uh. We don't do no cross advertisements. <laughs> no, Nope. Cut that. Olivia, cut it. Cut it. No, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> on my po- they, well, they, they, like, were, they, like, advertised on my podcast, Small Doses. And I was like... Oh, I get to use this for a year for free? Great. But then when the subscription ran out, it was like, oh, back yeah. to tracing my IP. <laughs> well, that's the so that's the crazy thing, even with like these VPNs and the other things that you can download to theoretically protect yourself from whatever's watching, is you still are paying a corporation Fair. to to access this service. And in theory, that yeah. corporation has other corporate friends that they want to to provide the information to. So it's like, I is this protecting me or is it just a slight you know, when they give you those aluminum covers after you run a race where you're like, 
I don't think this is going to keep me warm the way y'all saying it is. This this seemed like bullshit. But when we come back, I want to talk about how this also extends to like how Facebook was tracing us. Yes. I actually think that's a perfect throw for us to to walk out on because because as my listeners know, we come back with research and I have a fair amount of research I'd love to unpack with you about oh. Facebook and their devious choices. Let's unpack. Fuck yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more Amanda Seals and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And we are back. <laughs> Yeah, we're back here with more Amanda Seals, more my mama told me. We're still talking about the possibility that your technology is watching your ass at all times, just listening, checking in on you while you, you're doing your nasty shit. And you know the nasty shit that you do, person listening at home. You know why you're yucky. Anyway. So tell me a little bit about what you know, Amanda, because we left off here, what you know about the Facebook intrusions, let's say. I can't remember the name of the doc, but I had seen this documentary on Netflix that just, I mean, it threw me off for like a good two weeks because Mm -hmm. it really spoke about those specifically about how these internets were used to, to sway elections. Yes. And it was just it was presented in such a what's the word I'm looking for? Just 
There was no theory. It was what? Yes, social dilemma. Yes, thank mm. you, Ms. Yeah, Aguilar. Yeah. The social dilemma. And it was just very matter of fact. This wasn't theoretical. This wasn't like, you know, we, we put things together and it seems like this is the case. It was like, no, no. Yeah. This is what happened. This is how it happened. And let's talk about it. And that is when I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So, so I don't, so I like help this man get elected. <laughs> <laughs> so the craziest thing with the social dilemma to your point is that it's, it's sort of being presented by a bunch of people who built the algorithms Bingo. and are like in charge of the way that they move and shake. And so it, it's not them going like, well, we think this is a possibility or like, no, no, no. I wrote the code <laughs> so that this would happen and I would never let my children around any of these apps. It is dangerous shit, and we feel real bad about it. That's why we're talking to you now, uh, yep. directors of said film. <laughs> that right there, when the guy was like, I would never let my kids around this. This is, I mean, we just saw some lady come out and then go real quiet about how it is proven that like Facebook and these apps are deleterious to our social structure, to the mind, mm -hmm. to mental health, et cetera. And yet we, it's an addiction and they yes. play on that. I am absolutely addicted. Yes. And, and, and we're in a business now that's also made it a critical part for a lot of people to engage in if they want to be in certain spaces. So it's like, even if you aren't addicted, like you still have to somehow be a part of it. And it's, it's it's just it's frustrating. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a gross game we're all sort of trapped in of being both like we need the thing. I need the thing to some extent for people to know I exist out in the world as an entertainer. That's that is my livelihood to some extent. Mm -hmm. But then on top of that, I feel yucky every time I have to access one of these apps and and beg for attention in these spaces and even scarier the attention I'm getting or giving might be something I didn't even intend. Oh, man, that's the story of my life. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble the other day for some shit I didn't even say. I was just there. Godfrey <laughs> said the shit. And they like, Amanda Seals was present when this nigga said this shit. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but was you having fun? Because that's was, how you get in trouble. I was putting on lipstick. <laughs> I was literally putting on lipstick. This nigga was just talking away. And I was like, I, I was like, best of intentions, best of intentions. And people are like, Amanda Seals was disgusting. And I'm like, if I don't say nothing, how is it disgusting? Damn. Damn. But I think there's really, like, I mean, so I started Patreon because I was trying to find, I started Patreon, we started a newsletter because I was trying to, like, find ways to extend off of the Instagram of it all because I was getting shadow banned. I'm still getting shadow banned. Like, they really just in there. So after Facebook and Instagram got addressed by, I guess, Congress about their role mm -hmm. in stealing people's information and, you know, in really pushing the Trump of it all, they now became, like, hyper vigilant about, I feel like, sequest about, like, sequestering anything that can influence the direction that folks think in. So yeah. if you're a thought leader and you like have, I want to talk about this. I want to, I want to, I want to get, what, what, what's it called? Talk oh, you want, you want to talk, talk that talk? talk? I want to talk. Okay. Talk. Hold on. I'm, let me, let me cue you up. You ready? Here we I'm, go. 
I'm ready to talk my talk. Talk that talk. You know, when you have a platform that has a bunch of people on it, you're going to, of course, have people that become thought leaders, people that are going to take the truth and, you know, articulate it to the masses through their own opinions. And by nature of that, there's going to be people who start listening. That's just the way it happens. You know, happen with Jesus, happen with Martin Luther King, it's going to happen on the app. And the frustrating part, though, is that these algorithms can't tell the difference between who's telling the truth and who is just telling shit. And so what it does is it silences the folks whose voices actually have to be heard. And it's so incredibly frustrating because even when you get to the actual human beings in these apps, they're so committed to the algorithm of it all that they don't even have the ability to discern like, oh, this is the truth. This isn't. And that's how you have apps that are letting people say all niggas must die. They're not shutting that down. But when someone says like, hey, maybe you all should get vaccinated, they're like, ah, wrong information. And it's like, how do you create something that's supposed to be for social growth, but you're shutting down any level of elevation? Mm. I feel it. Yeah, it's it's to that point. And I, I think it's an important one for us to address even with the the influencing the the elections right it truly wasn't this like uh crazy infiltration that we sort of built it up to be it it was just motherfuckers writing some wild shit and then people amplifying the wild yeah. shit so it wasn't we were susceptible it's not like they brainwashed us no. they just showed us wild shit and we were like I'm going to listen to that wild shit. Mm -hmm. And so in that way, the way that they're course correcting is by calling everything wild shit. And some of it's not wild. And maybe y'all just need to have more of an analytical eye, I guess, in determining like, is this honest or is this just somebody talking crazy for the sake of uh, changing the way that our our government works? So like I use the vaccine example because someone saying, hey, maybe you should get vaccinated is to me very benign. They're not Mm -hmm. saying like, you need to get vaccinated. They're not saying you're killing everybody. They're making a suggestion based on their opinion. Sure. You should be able to do that on your page without them being like, no one gets to see your page now. Yeah. But and this is this will be a good segue into a lot of what I sort of found in the research is that it, it seems to be born out of corporate interest, right? That yes, like at fair. the end of the day, wh- there was a point in this pandemic, for example, where you said you should get vaccinated and we all went, yeah, yeah, that's that's right, yeah. And then at some point there was a shift where we some people were like, no, shut the fuck up. And then there was an additional shift. Cone? Then that's the additional shift where it was like, you're brainwashed. And we all were debating whether or not vaccinations were effective, whether or not they made a difference in the way that we survived this thing. And and to some extent, they are more complicated than they were originally presented, but they're not nearly as dangerous as a bunch of people want us to believe. But because those people still pay for these these lights to stay on, they're going to entertain both sides of the argument at all times. So what you're saying is that by nature of the argument taking place, that the argument is what helps keep the lights on. I'm saying that advertisers don't know the difference between an anti-vaxxer and a pro-vaxxer. And so in that way, they still get paid and they're not kicking people off simply because they don't like their language. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, 
it's funny because you had said earlier about like how it's like if you want to move to Mont- Montana and, and, you know, build fires, then that's a route that you can go. And that's how it feels like I have to deal with the Internet at this point. I feel yeah. like Patreon is me trying to move to Montana, Montana and like, <laughs> y'all give me five dollars so I can build this fire. You right. know, like I had actually started an app. I created an app during the pandemic called SFB Society for the purpose of like, let's have a space where there are no trolls. Let's have a space where people can actually have discourse, you know. And and then there was like a fight on the app one day where this woman was like, I will put your head to the curb and smash <laughs> And we were like, yeah, that's against our guidelines. Yeah, I don't know if we can, we can do that, baby girl. But what we realized, I ended up having to close down the app because we couldn't, managing a community is way harder than, in, in actuality, than I think most people really truly understand. Like, yes. I think that's a hundred percent true. And to that, and this I, I want to segue us into some of this research, the the everything I've read up to this point, and you take it all with a grain of salt, it may be real, maybe not real, is that they're not listening to everything that we're doing. Okay. Everything I've read, they're not watching everything we're doing. Yes, I ain't gonna tell you though. I ain't gonna tell you though, like they're gonna say in the damn that, and and listen, that's hey. So that's how they get you. Because maybe they're not just they're just not gonna tell us. Maybe this is this is them just being like, No, we wouldn't do that to you, motherfucker. Why would you even say that? Listen, I had to do an interview earlier today and someone was like, you know, do you feel like there are black factions that are working to like change Hollywood, et cetera, et cetera? And, and if so, like who are they? And I was like, I can't tell y'all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and really I should have just said no, there aren't. There are none. Everything <laughs> nope. is whack. You know, like, but it's like, I don't feel like they would tell on themselves. Yeah. So, so they, they claim that they are not watching. They are not listening. Yes, your phone is a uh, eyeball. Yes, your speakers are ears. But that does not necessarily mean that they're listening to everything. And part of what they say as justification for that not being true is that the, the amount of data that it would require for them to actually be able to listen to everything that you're saying is so insanely large that they, we don't have the resources to the compute all of that. With. Moreover, they say that the computers themselves can't actually make sense of the way that human beings speak enough to be able to, like, you know, discern when they need to turn on and when they need. But aha, you see what you said? The yep. computers haven't been able to yet. Yet. Yeah, I think that is a key word in all of that. They say that because of our our diction, because of our slang, because of all the different ways that that human speech is overpacked with innuendo and sarcasm, the computers have no way of knowing what all of this means. But part of the reason that they know that is because they keep trying to feed <laughs> our language to computers and be like, figure this shit out, nigga. I want I want you to know how to talk the way I talk. And the computer sounds like the white girl that I encountered in 2005 at <laughs> at a job I was working at where I was like, yeah, I'm about to skate because they said they're going to bounce in a minute. Yeah. And she was like, why do you talk like that? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She was like, do you have to talk hip hop talk all the time? Can't you speak English? <laughs> 
bitch. <laughs> you know what, though? To that point, though, I knew a drug dealer who said that, like, the amount of slang in Detroit was so immense mm-hmm. because they were always creating language that wouldn't be identified in a tap phone situation that you, you know, like, so they were, they were constantly creating just new ways of speaking about illicit activities to throw folks off the trail. And that was them just trying to throw other human beings off the trail. If you create new lingo every single day, the computers aren't going to be able to like do the math. No. To be able to feed, that's what they're saying. I still don't even understand what push and pee means. <laughs> so I don't know how the computer gonna figure that out. It was a that was a urban dictionary lookup for me, and uh, I'm not <laughs> proud to say that out loud. You know, you want to be you want to be youthful enough that you just like you you hear gonna say it, and you're like, yep, and then you go on with your day. But I was like, gonna, I don't know what you're saying most of the time. <laughs> I definitely don't know what your Twitter is saying, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look this one up. I, someone had left it as a comment, and I was like, "Is this a compliment?" Like uh, I'm like, because I'm really into blocking negative comments right now, and they were like, "That ain't pushing P." And I was like, "I don't know All right. if this is in support of." <laughs> I don't know against. if I gotta kill you or. <laughs> I, I mean, I just you know, capping took me forever. You yeah. know, I'm I'm glad it's still a part of the lexicon because I finally have a grasp. But that's when I knew I was old. When I was like, what? Capping? <laughs> Why isn't that rolling off my tongue? It's cap. It don't cap. feel good. It don't feel good as a, a 30 plus to, to throw uh, in that's cap. I'm in the 40 club, bro. All right. Well, I was trying to be generous. I, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. How Lord. about that? <laughs> May the force be with you. <laughs> so here's the other thing that I thought was useful. And this goes back to our Facebook conversation. And it really goes back to the grander conversation at hand, right? Is yes, they 100% say, or at least this is what they claim, is that they're not listening. But there is a history, to your point about the social dilemma, of them doing fuck shit with these applications. For example, Facebook has a history of hiring outside contractors to transcribe clips of audio from users on their services. There's another thing where they store messages that users wrote out but did not post. Like (gasps) some shit that you like kind of thought you might say and then you backtrack on it. Facebook saved it and they just have it available And there's a history of shit like this. So when you tell me that you're not listening all the time, I don't believe you because you keep doing evil shit in other directions. That the part that you just said about them keeping drafts. Yes. That's trippy. No, no. And let's be clear, not even drafts, because drafts you are saving for future use. They're saying they saved when you taught type something out. So and it's said, an autosave. It's and, like and you were like, no, 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 I'm better than this. You're not. And Facebook has evidence of it forever. You know, I think so. We're at a time where I feel like people have really tapped into their darkness and are like, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. gonna choose. I'm gonna choose darkness. Like that feels a lot more prevalent than ever in than ever in my like lived experience. Like I feel like we all have darkness, but for most of my life, it feels like the consensus was 
yeah, but that ain't cool, so don't go there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But now it feels like they're like, folks are like, fuck it, I'm out here. I'm trash. I'm trash, yeah. nigga, I'm trash. <laughs> you know? And like, are just like tapping into that. And it fucks with my perfectionism because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like my only counter to that is to try to be like a flawless human, which is not possible. This is a bad game to be playing. And so when you hear about something like that, you're just like, damn. So so they've tracked even what I caught myself and did better. But we also know for a fact that we are in this crazy scenario of a we are in a giant gladiator ring on a regular basis where folks are waiting to see like, Aha! I knew you wasn't shit. Yes. I knew it. Yeah. And it's just wild to hear that they have like weaponry like that against anyone who's used their app, their app. And and theoretically, maybe they do nothing with this, right? Maybe it truly is just them like trying to teach a computer speech. Or maybe it's something that even if they didn't plan on doing something with, someone might be able to hack access and expose you for your choices, uh, even if that wasn't Facebook's plan necessarily. It's all scary shit. It's like you know when is some when are they gonna handle Bill Burress all of us and be like here's some shit that you did and yeah <laughs> yeah and... we're not what's that Minority Report we ain't that far from whatever that energy is the last thing I'll tell you before we go to break is that I I additionally wanted to sort of look into that tendency or that thing that happens where you talk about something in a room and then suddenly your phone is showing you ads for the thing. And you're like, what the fuck? My phone clearly had to be listening to me. And they claim that that is not the case. That is absolutely the case. There's no other, there's no (laughs) world where that's not the case. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what the internet's told me. You you, You tell me where you land in all of this. They actually say that because of the way that these ads work and because of the way that everything works, it's more a issue of probability than it is an issue of them listening. That the likelihood of you seeing the thing that you were just talking about is one in a million. But because they show you so many things all the time and because human beings have a tendency to notice patterns, they we create connections that may not necessarily be as immediate as we think they are. You're already shaking your head now. Because that's you an Illuminati it. gaslight. <laughs> <laughs> Illuminati from my mind, soul, and my body. Like, <laughs> secret society trying to keep their eye on me. Like, that is a complete gaslight. Because I, like, I could see that if it was generic, but it's not. Like, there are, so for instance, a perfect example is that I am now a homeowner. There are mm-hmm. so many conversations that I'm having for the first time all the time, right? Yeah. Like they're not a part of my regular lexicon. Like I ain't never said HVAC before August 1st, 2022, ne- 2021. So there's no trend for the technology to be pulling from to right. randomly show me this conversation around pool solar panels sure however me and my man just had a conversation about (laughs) 20 minutes ago about pool solar panels and all of a sudden so it's a gaslight you know i mean there it listen i do know like you know you learn a new word and then all of a sudden you hear it 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my God, coincidence. And it's like that word may have been being said all the time, but you just hadn't, you didn't have a consciousness for it, right? Right. That's what they're trying to tell you is happening. No, niggas. Y'all are <laughs> listening to my conversations around pool solar heaters, and I don't fucking like it. Well, what they also are saying, and and I, I, I don't disagree with you. It does make me feel like, get the fuck out of here. But what they're also saying is, you notice the pool solar panels in your ads or no, whatever it lies. is. lies. Lies. The pool solar panels wasn't there before also. What the fuck that, I look okay. like? Okay. All right. I, I'm just telling you what the white man told me. The now, white man. <laughs> that's how they get you. Please. All right. Well, that's how they get you. Hey, yeah. I, I'm just reporting back what the white man told me about Listen, the, the internet and the safety of it. If there's one thing the white man good at, it's telling you some shit and making folks be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, that makes sense. That's and good then, for our white talk. Yeah, I believe and, it. And, and the next thing you know... <laughs> It's 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 2022, and we got a whole bunch of folks talking about critical race theory. That the, and the shit is a complete farce and a lie. Also, to that point, want to promote on Showtime. Everything's going to be all white. It's a docu series that I'm a mm. part of. That basically, over the course of several episodes, breaks down conspiracy theories that have been cre- rooted in white supremacy. And oh, now they're uh, treading on my territory. I don't yeah. like that at all. Hey, cut that. <laughs> cut that. It, it it doesn't make the the final cut. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really proud to be a part of it because it really is making white people just so upset. Just Great. the trailer. The trailer is making them just so upset. They're like, it's racist. It's <laughs> racist. <laughs> and that means we've done it right. It, it, we're doing a lot right. And I'm excited. We're going to take one more break, but I'm excited to come back because I have some more information that I, I'm curious to see how this bumps against uh, your your defiance that that they are gaslighting us. I'm, I'm truly excited. We're going to take another break. We'll be back with more Amanda Seals and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. 
And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And we are back. Can you lend a nigga a pencil? Yeah, we're back here with more My Mama Told Me, more Amanda Seals. We're still talking about the possibility that your technology is constantly listening to you. And I'm very excited, Amanda, because you at, before we went to break, you said it's complete gaslighting that, that they're saying they don't need to listen to us. And the final piece of research that I thought was really essential in this entire conversation and, and really sort of hammered home the thing that scares me the most in all of this is that the art a few of the articles I read said our tech absolutely is not listening to you. It's not recording anything because they don't have to. They already have all the information that they need about you before you've said anything on any phone or text any message. It truly it haunted the fuck out of me. Basically they said they know everything about you. They know your age. They know your interests. They know your locations. They know where your families and friends live. They have everything that they can gather. And so subsequently, they don't have to listen to your recent conversations because they're constantly sort of doing marketing strategy, course corrections, analysis to, to assume that you, a new homeowner moving into this place, probably has enough money and enough resources or or functionality to be able to think about solar panels for your pool. So we will introduce you to solar panel ads, even if that isn't your shit yet. Well, I think there's also the Google of it all, right? Mm -hmm. Like there you go. All it takes is you Googling pinky toes and now you getting sent a bunch of information about foot fetishes. Yep. <laughs> that is correct. And you like, I I was not Googling for that purpose. What they like, why not? <laughs> Here's an option. If you hear, and maybe right. you see that and you go, ugh, no, I don't like foot. And they'll be like, All right, I got you, big dog. I got you, I got you, I got you. I got you. How about this? How about this? How about this? <laughs> you know, I think to be clear, it's like, even if it's not the microphone on the phone, even if it's not the camera on the phone, I'm still disturbed by the Google of it all, mm-hmm. the traceability of that. You know, like people are like, Amanda, you should run for office one day. And I'm like, I can't run for office one day because I utilize Pornhub and Pornhub will mm. send you a video that says teen so-and-so, da 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 And you're like, no! Yeah. <laughs> and it's already there. And Pornhub has saved that to your favorites, <laughs> even if that isn't your it's favorite. There. It's already there. And even though these are 18-year-olds or 19-year-olds, whatever, it still looks fucking creepy. And yeah. I personally am just like, whenever you put teen in front of it, that's clearly somebody who wants to see some shit that is sketchy. But yeah. it's like, like, it's a very 
it's like we are in a fake free space in this internet. It seems like it's the World Wide Web. It's available. Everything is available to you. You can be here and, you know, find out your information is more available to you than it ever has been, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But in that, they're clocking your every move. Yes. And they're capitalizing on your every move. And I, I, I've had to train myself that even when them cookies come up and they're like, do you want this track to, this app to track? At first, I was just like, Ugh, I don't want to be bothered. Like, whatever, track. Now I'm like, no. Yeah. Stand up for something. <laughs> and, and it's so scary. This will really hammer home exactly what you're saying. Ten years ago, and this was ten years ago, when our technology was fucking iPhone 3s, Facebook was mining over 500 terabytes of data a day. A single day, 500 terabytes of data. I am not a technology person, but that is like shit tons of people's data every single day. And so that means that if you looked up some shit 10 years ago, they're still holding on to it and figuring out who you are and who you were based on the information they used to have. So they don't need to listen to you. Every search you've ever searched is being accumulated and strategized against you. And even worse, what they the scariest part of all of this is these companies have the ability to buy and sell your information to each other. So it means that even if Facebook is the one that knew that you like feet, that also then means that these other companies now know that you like feet, which is why your feet shit is coming up from, you know, an arbitrary thing that you may have liked or or said on a different app. Do they have straight flights to Montana? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you look it up and you start getting Instagram ads about it. Just Kayak know that they've now already predicted. direct flights to Montana. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a crazy game where basically like your phones don't need to listen to you because they've already got a 20 plus year game of telephone going. You know what I mean? They're just whispering all your secrets back and forth. Ooh, that don't even, why you put it like that? That just felt real. Like I was able to see that. And in my mind, it's like, it. <sighs> his name hold on because there's a particular person who whispers that i, uh, that I see the yin yang twins they <laughs> <laughs> they had a whole song about it <laughs> wait till you see my i feel like there's um i like in my mind i see lakeith stanfield like doing the whispering mm. <laughs> we got him that's the that's the the person that got in my head when i when you said that him being like yeah so in 2011 <laughs> she googled corn on the car now what was she trying to do with the corn was she trying to cook it was she trying to make a new kind of molotov cocktail what was she trying to do with that yeah <laughs> like i don't know sounds kind of fun to me yep let's say that let's 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 hold on to that one i just don't you know when we look at the espionage that was weaponized against our civil rights leaders mm-hmm. and, you know, the the homegrown terrorism that our government enacted upon them. Mm-hmm. That that is where my head goes with all of this stuff. You yeah. know that, OK, you know, so it's being used for capitalist purposes. That's shitty. But. I just feel like we are in what seems to me to to be a very impendingly treacherous and violent era in this country. Sure. I feel I feel like we are on the brink of a 
another type of McCarthyism that's going to be around race and the speak and, and, and you know what let me not even say that it's going to be around truth right because that's mm-hmm. essentially what they're silencing it's the truth about what this country has been and what white people have managed to accomplish uh by oppressing others and so it's it's only, it's only a matter of time to me that this this things that we're discussing become weaponized in a way that's i mean and sure it is already but in a even more sinister way that we find ourselves party to and i'm sure in other countries it already has yeah i mean i i I think in even in its simplest form we we are going to be met with accountability that that we didn't earn right that like Mm. if i said some shit 10 years ago that has now been deemed challenging or problematic who and when they're they're deciding that it is correct or incorrect is going to be the game, right? That like, yo, he said this, and maybe it is problematic for our day and time, or maybe I'm saying something that continues to be accurate, but you've decided based Bingo. on sort of like the mass public yeah. that it's unacceptable and I'm being punished for it either by being, you know, outcasted or judged or shamed or just called a a funky ass bitch on the internet. It, it's truly wild. Well, there's a version. I mean, if if we continue to see this trend, right, where I might even call them right wing, where these like white supremacist extremists like are getting a real stronghold on all facets, right? Whether it's not just it's not just politically, but media as well. And if we continue to see that grow, then the shit that we're talking about that you know in this current climate for a lot of people feels real correct and right. You know, it's the people who are in power who get to determine what is considered, what is considered a crime, what is considered problematic, what is because it, you know, so my whole existence would be considered problematic. Oh yeah. You going to jail and uh, I'm I'm out. I won't be able to stand up with you because all of this is going to be a watch. (laughs) Listen, it's, it's just the same way that we look at the fact that, like, niggas is really in prison for weed right now while Ashley H. and Ashley C. have billboards for their new weed dispensary. And it's like, they was they they picked the right time. Mm-hmm. The shit just swayed. Shit just changed. That's it. It changes, and we are not nearly as in charge of the changes as we think we are. Yeah. And subsequently, we are uh, much more victim than than we care to admit that we we might be. This is such a fun conversation. <laughs> Would you believe this was meant to be the closer? This was going to be the end of the combo. Woo! Ready to go outside and just take in nature. Yeah. Well, Amanda, this was, I had a good time. I had I, a great time. I'm a real sick fuck, though. So, I, you know, I'll take it as I can. This was great. Can you tell the people where they can find you and what cool shit you have going on? First, I want to say, though, that Langston is always a source of a thought that I'll, that I never think about. I just remember very specifically asking you a question about Michelle Obama. Mm. I'm not going to say what the answer was that you gave me, but I was Too like, what? that's probably what I said. Two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, why is she cool with George? Why is she cool with George Bush? Why? Oh, I remember this combo. Why is she sure. cool with George Bush? And your answer was not was something I had never considered. I mean, that, yeah. I, and I had considered it a lot, you know, yeah. and you, you put another pin on the board, like, but have you considered this? So this, you know, is the perfect podcast for your ass. That's basically what I'm Thank saying. Thank you so much. That, that means the world to me. <laughs> 
Um, and th- and let me also just publicly thank Langston for always being willing to show up to shit that I ask him to do. Langston didn't show up to do a sketch. She's like, what what time I got to be there? Fine, I'll do it. <laughs> Smart, funny, and black, yeah. What, what we doing? What is it? It's in the back of a comic book store? No problem. Hey, that was a good comic book store. <laughs> it was a good time. Uh, you can check me out on patreon.com backslash smart, funny, and black. You can also check out my podcast, Small Doses, everywhere pods are casted. My book, Small Doses, is also available in stores and on Audible. And, you know, if you don't want to spend any money to check me out, you can just still go to Instagram because I'm still in the clutches of the man at a man at which is the Empress. No, is that the Empress? No, the at sign, yeah. Amanda Seals. <laughs> you don't want and and Amanda Seals. <laughs> well, please go listen to the podcast, read the book, uh, Patreon, do all the stuff that, that you've been instructed to do. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman. I ain't going nowhere. I'll be on the white man's Instagram forever. <laughs> follow me there. And uh, please subscribe, review the podcast, do all the the stupid stuff that they tell you to do for a podcast. Okay. Yeah. That's enough. Bye. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.